0: I want to talk about something that caught my attention three weeks ago when this uh, story broke about, I think there were four people having a backyard, um, you know, just a little gathering before uh, the summer wrapped up. And three women actually caught fire. One of them, I believe, jumped into a pool. Two are in serious uh, condition. They are burned and they are, I believe, at Sunnybrook or one of the hospitals nearby after one of these ethanol fuel pods Just basically um, a wind picked up and it blew the flame at them and they caught fire. I mean, it's a horrific story because you think about how everybody now wants to beautify their backyard. You know, we all want our houses and our backyards to look like one of those uh, TV show sets. And so we're looking for ways to beautify and make our houses more comfortable. A lot of people are turning towards these ethanol-fueled appliances, and now there are people calling for bans on these because they have severely burned and killed people. Doug Brown joins us right now. He's Deputy Fire Marshal for Ontario, and he uh, he joins us to talk about how serious of a risk these things pose. Doug, well, welcome to the show. Good to have you on.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Kelly.
0: Now, I don't have an ethanol-fueled appliance or a fuel pot. Can you tell us, like, are, what exactly are we talking about here?
1: These ethanol fuel appliances, um, you see them in backyards. People typically would have them on their patios. There's all different types of shapes and sizes of them. Some of them you will use more of a, a, a liquid fuel. Mm-hmm. That's the ones that we're going to be talking about today, and other ones use a gel fuel. There's, there's different hazards with both of them, but the, the big one we're going to talk about is the ones that use the liquid fuel. All right, well, let's start
0: house. off with the hazard from the gel. I know that you want to focus on the liquid because I actually have one of those fire pots from long ago. The gel has since, uh, we used it all up, so I have to replace it. I haven't got around to it yet. What are the risks with those?
1: Hazards with the gel are going to be similar to any other hazards that you'd have around, similar to a candle, right? So making sure you, you don't have it around any other combustible materials, making sure that you don't let your kids play with it. Um, so relatively simple hazards. Um, being cautious of it, make sure that it's on a steady, sturdy uh, location so it doesn't have a possibility of tipping over. Because, you know, if you do have that gel, um, it, it's sticky. It is a gel. If it gets on you, it, it does stick to you. So those are the kind of hazards there. So no combustible materials around it, make sure that it's out of reach for children and making sure that it's on a very steady, flat platform so it doesn't have a possibility of spilling over. So that's that's, that's the gels. But but the, the liquids ones are what we're really focusing on and that was what we talked about recently and uh, release some uh, some media and some videos also on uh, on uh, ethanol fuel appliances.
0: I saw the video on the ethanol fuel appliances that you guys came up with. It was like a computer generated uh, model of what could happen while you're filling it. And basically, uh, while you're filling it, it can uh, a flame can shoot out. It, essentially, it looks like a flamethrower, and there's just no way to uh, escape it. When it's, when it's shooting at you. So, Doug, tell us about the hazards with these ethanol-fueled appliances.
1: Yeah, and so that's actually, and you know what, a flamethrower is probably a fairly good description of of what happens here. And the video you saw, it was not computer-generated. That was that was live. Um, it was my staff that actually filmed it, and we did it in a controlled setting. So very, very dangerous. So people have these out. They have them out on the patio table. It's a beautiful light. I'm, I'm going to admit to that. It's a beautiful. You have it out there during a social event and later in the evening as the fuel starts to burn out as it starts to dwindle down the flame's going to die down die down die down and you're going to think the flames out and part of the challenge with ethanol fuel is the flame is very clear it's very light so some people actually think the flame is extinguished and that's that's really the big big hazard so
0: we're 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 not talking about a blue flame that would come from a firewood or something like that
1: no no i mean there, there are slightly different colors to it but but it's fairly clear and especially when it's dying down when it's when it's almost out of fuel Mm -hmm. it it may be very hard to actually see a visible flame in in there right or they're just maybe just a small little ember you just need a small little ember still going right um so as the night goes down you have again around the patio is typically where you see this social setting Mm -hmm. the the flame dies down and people go next logical step people try to refuel it and if it's one of these uh, liquid-fueled, ethanol-fueled appliances, they go to refuel it, and they start pouring the jug. And that's where you would have seen the video. Yeah, is you start pouring the jug, and if there's just even a slight bit of flame left in that appliance, the flame's going to travel up the fuel and into the container of the, the refueling container. That what that does is it creates an overpressurization inside the fueling container, and it shoots out that ethanol fuel from the fueling container and that's where you see kind of that blow torch or that flamethrower effect and then this is a very very large effect you know we have documented cases of 15 feet or five wow. meters from that fueling container so very very far distance and, and a large amount of, of fuel and fire and heat that's coming from that so kind of a a unique um situation it doesn't happen too too often we have lots of documented cases of it yeah but absolutely catastrophic effects when it does happen, right? So, very, 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 very dangerous situation.
0: Uh, one of the doctors at Sunnybrook Hospital that works in the burn center has said he's had to deal with eight patients over the past two years with serious ethanol burns, including two fatalities. And he said when we admit them, they are usually severely burned. And uh it, it happens in a very short period of time. So the burn depth is very deep. He believes there should be a ban on these ethanol fueled fire pots until they can be made safer. Where do you sit on this?
1: You know, that's an absolutely excellent question. And and our main goal within the Office of the Fire Marshal, our main goal is to make sure that people use these safely. And that's where we, we're heavily pushing safety messaging associated with these ethanol fueled appliances, and I'll, I'll, I'll wanted to explain what those three what those three messages are with you today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: First message is ensure that it is actually out. Ensure that the appliance is fully fully out. Leave it sitting for twenty minutes after you think it's out. It should actually be cool to the touch. Be careful because if it was just lit, it may still be hot. So be careful when you're going to touch it. But the appliance should be cold to the touch. So make sure it's out. Number two, when you are refueling it. When you're refueling it, make sure there's nobody else around you. Go to a far corner of your property, move it away. Um, Don't refuel it on the patio table when there's people around you.
0: Isn't that dangerous, Doug? Sorry, I want to interrupt for a second, but isn't that dangerous to move it and then refuel it and walk it back somewhere? Because I'm thinking of, and I don't know what these pots look like, but I'm thinking of the potential for spilling some sort of, uh, you know, ethanol, you know, some sort of potentially flammable material and that catching fire somewhere else.
1: Do you know what that's that's an absolutely great question. Um and, and do you know what and then I'll I'll uh I'll make a further comment on that. Yeah. Some of these things are challenging to move. Some of them are a little bit awkward, and if that's the case, yes, I, I, I would say leave it there. If it's possible to move it away, go ahead, do so. But what I'll say is do not refuel it with people around the table. So if there's still people at the table, you know, ask them, go into the house for a couple of minutes or step aside for a couple of minutes while I refuel this so make sure that there's nobody else around it. Like, because you go back to the example I was talking about, and if you look at the video, when that individual's pouring the refueling container, that flame shoots out forward. And most of the cases that we've investigated within the Office of the Fire Marshal at a provincial level, the individual that's refueling the container, they may have sustained, sustained some injuries, but more often than not, it's the individuals across the table from them that are the most significantly burnt and the most severely burnt because that flame is propagating forward. It's moving forward across do, the table.
0: Do we know what happened to Dr. McLaughlin? Because apparently she uh, she died earlier this year in June, and I think she was alone with the fire pot.
1: Yeah, so um, any of the particular cases, I, I, I don't like to talk about them individually out of respect for the families. My heart and my thoughts and prayers do go to the families. Individuals are severely impacted from them. Whether there was a day de- they actually passed away, they succumbed to the injuries, there was a fatality, or if individuals were severely burnt and they suffered major injuries. I, I don't like to focus yeah, on, and on, I, I on guess, some of those personal stories just out of respect for the family. And
0: what I wanted to know is basically what could happen if you're alone? Because clearly she was alone. Where's the risk when you're alone filling it? Is there a risk, maybe?
1: There definitely still is that risk alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Just remaining constant, when that flame comes out, it typically comes out forward. It is spewing out all over and kind of in all different directions. Um, It it can spill out in in different directions. Um, The individual, most of the cases that we've investigated, yes, the individual holding the container, they can definitely receive those injuries as well, but Mm. it's more often it's the person across the table from it as well. Very dangerous situation no matter what. As you can see when we did our safety video, it was in a controlled atmosphere. We had a firefighter wearing full protection so that to protect themselves from that dangerous
0: situation. Okay, so we're at yeah. your three safety messages are, one, make sure it's cool to the touch before you refill it, like cold to the touch, not a little bit warm. Um, and make sure there's no one around when you're refilling it. It should just be you. And what is the third safety message with re- regard to the ethanol-fueled appliances in these, these pots?
1: So the third safety message, and I'm, it's, I say this one's the most challenging, and I'll get to in a second why it's the most challenging, um, is to use a refueling container that has a flame arrestor in it. People have probably seen flame arrestors, but they may not necessarily know what they are. They're, they're either a wire or a plastic mesh device, and it fits directly into uh, basically the spout of that refueling container. People have probably seen them in gasoline cans or, or other types of fueling containers. Um, but they may not have known exactly what they were. So they fit directly in it. So when you purchase a fueling fueling container, try to purchase one that already has a flame arrestor built into it, that has it with the container. Um, it's hard to find these. That's why it's challenging. I say this is the most challenging. It's well, shouldn't, limit, sh- containers shouldn't have
0: companies have to sell these legally then if they're going to, like, if these are a threat and say, like, let's just pick Canadian Tire, uh, w- shouldn't they have to sell the the actual ones that will keep us safe?
1: You know, and, and that, that's a, that's an excellent question. Um, we continuously work with, with all of our stakeholders, all of our parties. There's many regulatory bodies, Uh, throughout the province and federally also that put those types of restrictions onto various types. So it doesn't matter if you're looking at this topic or other ones. Sure. And currently there's no regulations, There's, there's no restrictions on having an obligation to have that flame arrester within that container. We strongly encourage it, if you can find one with it, we encourage you to purchase the containers that have a flame arrester in it. But it's not an obligation at the current time. Uh, to have a flame arrester within that container.
0: So these ethanol-fueled appliances and these fuel pots, these are far more high-maintenance than people think they are. I mean, they're trying to create an outdoor living room, but uh, as, as we mentioned here, it could turn into uh, something that could be fatal if you don't operate it safely.
1: That's that's exactly right. So I mean, make sure you follow the safety tips. Make sure you read the labels on both of your refueling container and also that ethanol fuel appliance. Make sure you read all those safety labels before you ever uh, before you ever go down the road of, of using one of these. Or you know, think of other options of how do you, how do you beautify your backyard? How do you make that nice ambiance when you're having a social evening? Maybe you could go back to let's let's use uh, lights. Let's use electric. Uh, features that maybe have a little bit safer uh, feature with them.
0: But you're not all for an all-out ban? Uh, no, at
1: the current time, like I said, uh, they're beautiful. It's it, it's a consumer beware, it's individuals beware. There are safety hazards associated with it. Um, make sure you follow those safe, uh, safety uh, precautions that you can take. Um, and then it, it's really an educated decision on if you're gonna use it or not. We'll so, continuously work with our, our other stakeholders, like I mentioned, Yeah, wh- whoever that may be all uh, those regulatory bodies, uh, we continuously work with them on this product and any other ones that we may recognize uh, of hazards, and then they can make a decision if they want to move forward with any of those types of additional regulations.
0: Doug, I know you don't like to talk about individual cases, but I, I understand that the uh, p- women that uh, were set ablaze uh, because of one of these ethanol pots in Toronto, they earlier reports were saying there was a strong wind that blew uh, the pot over... Is that something else that we should be aware of
1: yeah so um if you go back to kind of and this this is uh for both whether we're going I mentioned earlier today whether it's a gel product or if it was a liquid product or if you're using a candle right yeah. it's similar fire safety hazards is ensuring that it is on a solid steady surface um if it is has the potential of being blown over because of the wind Don't use it during that time of the day, right? Make sure it's all steady. You know, you also see it. It's at a patio table. People are getting up. People are moving around. Mm -hmm. If it's possible for somebody to bump that table and knock it over, just think of those factors before you go to use it. So that's where it goes back to the recommendation of doesn't matter what it is, if it's a candle, if it's gel, if it's liquid, any of these types of uh, products, make sure it's on a solid steady
0: surface. Right, because unlike a candle that could just go out, the situation is the fuel spills and it continues to burn wherever it lands. Exactly. Yes, that's correct. Doug, I appreciate your time today. It has been really helpful and I think you've probably, you know, uh, saved a lot of lives or at least kept people safe by actually talking through the risks of these uh, ethanol fueled appliances and uh, fire pots. Thank you so much.
1: All well, was my pleasure. And again, that, that's our goal. We want to make sure the safety of all residents of Ontario well, they can still go out and enjoy a social evening with their friends and family and loved ones.
0: I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. All right, that is Doug Brown. He's the Deputy Fire Marshal of Ontario.